0: or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 41. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit GenerationUCAN.com.au and use the code Breaking the Barrier. For 15% off your first purchase, that's generationyoucan.com.au and use the code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Generation You Can, the best choice for steady energy. This podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash BreakingTheBarrier. My name is Andrew Lorenzo, and I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a 2-hour and 40-minute marathon by the year 2020. Over the course of my journey, starting in 2018, I've discovered many things about the human spirit that I want to share with all of you. It's my hope that I'll help you reach your true potential and inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. With the help of an amazing community of listeners and speakers, we can all push ourselves harder than we ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you so much for listening. Today I want to talk a little bit about overtraining and how to get out of that habit, because overtraining can lead to a lot of different negative things, and it's one of those things that, especially as runners, we tend to not really worry about until it's too late, because as runners, we, we want to constantly... I mean, this isn't just limited to runners, but you know, as it, it, for some reason in the running world, this, it just happens that we just want to keep getting better and better and better, and we almost get addicted to what we're doing. And so it can lead to some overtraining and, and some negative stuff. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Got some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Of course, we've got... Well, I'm going to say this right now. We've got uh, Grease tickets are now on sale. You can check out my personal Facebook page and see where you can get tickets for that. Just a little plug there. I know. I know. Shameless. Don't care. Whatever. But there, that is kind of actually relevant because next week I'm going to be interviewing one of the cast members from Grease because she lives a life that is is really – it's it's kind of all over the place, but at the same time, she's very organized with it, so, you know, She's just got things going on that would be really easy to give up on and to sacrifice things that she wants to do for the sake of other things that matter. But she she puts on a great, really, really great effort and, and gets everything done that she needs. And I thought it would be a great thing to have her on the show because there are a lot of you out there and a lot of us out there that maybe we're going through some times in our lives where it seems like there is so much stuff going on. And I I thought it'd be a great thing to have somebody on the show talk about how to get through that or what they're doing to help them get past those moments of, of chaos and overwhelming feelings. So I'm looking forward to having her on the show next week. I have started, well, the crew and cast of Impulse have started marketing for our teaser trailer that's going to be released in a couple weeks. That's the film that I've been working on. So make sure that you check out Impulse Fan Film at Instagram or Facebook to check out those updates. All right. So I'm, I'm done plugging uh, the things that I'm doing now. Okay. So I want to give a couple of shout outs before we get started, of course, to some of the members of the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. So Firstly, I want to give a big congratulations to everybody who ran the Run Melbourne this weekend. Of course, that was a race that you could have taken part in. I believe there was a 5K, 10K, 13K, and 21K. I ran that race last year, and really, really great event, so congratulations to all the Breaking the Barrier members who took part in that. Special shout-outs to Annabelle. So Annabelle ran the Run Melbourne half with a nasty, nasty cold, or getting over a nasty, nasty cold, and she was really worried about actually taking part in it, but in true Breaking the Barrier form, she went above and beyond, she went out there, and she did it, she crushed it, and... You know, it just goes to show you when you want to do something, no matter what's happening in your life, you can do it. Yeah, you want to play it safe and make sure that doing something like a race when you're sick is something that is not going to interfere too much with your recovery. But, you know, she she's a smart girl. She took it out. She weighed out the pros and cons, and she did it, and, and congratulations, Annabelle, for completing it. Another special shout-out to Shani. Now, unfortunately, Shani was running the Run Melbourne Half Marathon with a bit of an injury. She had been struggling with a bit of an Achilles issue in the past months or weeks, I think months, actually, at this point. And I, I just want you to know, Shani, that you know, even though that you didn't get a chance to run it and get the time that you wanted, the fact that you completed it was really really you you should be damn proud of yourself i know what it's like to get to you know the middle of a race and just be stopped because of an injury and it it does it sucks but the fact that you finished it well done like you should be proud of yourself and it won't be the last one it it won't absolutely won't be the last race so keep trucking get some good recovery in and um, you know you'll get there for the next one I also want to give a shout out to Jody. So Jody is somebody that I've talked about a couple of times on the podcast before. She's, of course, doing a lot of Ironman training and just really going above and beyond. She last week took a 2,500-meter swim. I uh, Just process that for a second, a 2,500-meter swim. And she had this to say, It's funny. Three years ago, I could barely swim one length of a pool. That's 25 meters. Today's 25-meter swim was 100 lengths, and that was a short swim. Ironman training sure changes things. That's incredible, Jody. That to 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 think about that, like put that into perspective. 25 meters was hard. Now you're swimming 100 of those, and that's that's your short that's your short swim. I'm really 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 excited to see where your training takes you and the Ironman and and it's 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 amazing to me to see what the human body is capable of I, I say it all the time but the, the human body is capable of so many amazing things and so much improvement like we barely, a lot of us, barely get a chance to really tap into our true potential but you know, that's what this thing's all about hopefully we, we all can get there a little bit and, and really see what we're made of also want to give a shout out to Daryl, congratulations, Daryl. You got your 100th park run this weekend. That was really cool. I was lucky enough to be part of it. This is the first weekend in a while that I've been to park run. And Daryl got his 100th park run milestone. I've been running with Daryl for... Almost the past year now, and you know we've taken a couple months off. right I've taken a couple months off of running with the the crew for a little bit. But he's always like the most positive, one of the most positive people that are that are there. Like, oh, we got to run thirty five kilometers today. That's all right. We got you know we're going to have some fun, and he just makes it fun. He's he's, he's a he's a funny guy. He Makes jokes about pretty much everything and he just makes you feel welcome. So I was really, really happy to see that Daryl got his one hundredth milestone. He really, really deserved it. And he's, you know, he's volunteered loads of times at Park Run. He's he's been the run director. So he's he's all about he's all about the running community. So congratulations, Daryl. And this next note goes to Marty. Marty said, Rest day. Finally got around to organizing my running bling and bibs. I started saving bibs once I realized that I love running. It was during training for my first half marathon. It was April 2017. I liked running a year or two before that, but Run Disney Star Wars Dark Side Half Marathon hooked me big time. I signed up for my first marathon within a few weeks afterwards. One of my boards has marathon bibs and marathon maniacs certificates and a few race stickers, and one board has half marathon, 15K, and half fanatic certificates, and a few race certificates. The third board has 10Ks with a few 5Ks. There's one board for medals for marathons, one for the Star Wars Challenge and the Dopey Challenge, one for half marathons, the Gate River Run, and Peachtree. Did I mention that I love running races and training for races? Awesome, Marty. So those of you who can't see it, he's got an Instagram post. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna repost it. see of course, tag breaking the barrier in it. And it's just, he's got like an incredible collection of medals and bibs. So that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself, just being able to run so much that you have earned that much. So way to go, Marty. That's an awesome collection that you got there. And this final note comes from Nick. Nick had this to say, non-scale victory. Today, I went for a run that was meant to be 20 miles, my longest run to date, and it was a terrifying thought. I tried doing what you had talked about in terms of visualizing the run the night before and the milestones of it. I found that it really helped. I woke up excited, actually excited to run the distance. There were some walk breaks along the way, but I felt so proud of myself for getting out there and breaking my mental barrier. That's awesome, Nick. Congratulations. 20 miles is a big distance. So that's 32 kilometers for my non-American friends. That's, that's huge. And the fact that you were able to visualize some of it that night before, I... I, I I've said it before so many times, it really does help. And the fact that you woke up excited, I mean, who can wake up excited to run 20 miles? I mean, a lot of us sometimes wake up a little bit anxious or scared or, you know, "Eh, I don't really want to do this. But sometimes when the stars align and we visualize what we're doing, we wake up a little bit excited. And that's a cool thing to know that you're about to run this distance that, You know, you're probably most likely, if you're running in the morning, you're going to complete it before most people wake up on a Sunday morning. So that's a really cool thing. Congratulations, Nick. Really, really proud of you. And keep up the visualization, my man. All right. So so a lot of those comments came from, of course, the Facebook community group. And remember, if you want to get involved in the Facebook community group, the Breaking the Barrier Facebook community group, send me a message or visit the website breakingthebarrierpodcast.com and check out a link to request to join. It's a great place, great community where you can find little information about everybody else's journey. you can post updates about yours, ask questions, and just get to know a little bit more about breaking the barrier. So moving on to a bit of an update on myself. so I'm going to talk a little bit about two weeks today. So the week before last, Bit of a tough week. Had some rough runs. Not pain-wise or anything, but there were a couple of runs a couple of weeks ago that I just I wasn't feeling and that I had to cut short. For example, I went for a I can't remember, I think it was supposed to be a 45 minute run. And I just I cut it short because I was not feeling I was not feeling good. I felt weak. I felt fatigued. I didn't feel like I had energy. I feel like I was a bit dehydrated because I was a bit sick the night before and I yeah it just wasn't it just didn't feel good I didn't hit all of my distances I didn't hit all the times that I wanted to hit and it just wasn't a great week and I think that we all experience that sometimes I don't think it was necessarily overtraining I think it was just every now and then you have a bad week and you have to be able to rationalize that with yourself and not beat yourself up too much about it so for me when I was having that lousy run I had to tell myself this isn't this isn't anything, this is, you're dehydrated, you're you're probably just not in the best space right now to do this run. And, you know, that, that, that helped me to get through that moment in time. And so, when you're having a bad run, you're having a bad workout, you're having a bad day, really take a look and see what's going on because nine times out of ten, there's going to be something there that's out of the ordinary that's causing the problem whether it be a slight niggle, whether it be that you're dehydrated, whether it be that your nutrition wasn't on track that day, anything, any amount of things can go wrong to contribute to a less than stellar workout run or day. Now, moving into last week, this past week, much better week. So I, I got through all of my workouts feeling pretty good. I did my long run on Sunday. Now, my long run was actually not meant... It, there was no set distance because my coach Stephen Walden and I with the with the way that my long runs have been going you know that 60 70 minute mark getting a little bit difficult we didn't set a time so he just he wrote in my little workout planner long run to be determined now the fun thing about having a running coach that's in the US is that He's a day behind, so sometimes the workouts get put in a a little bit later than I would normally do them. So on this particular day, I didn't actually wait for him to put that time in. So I just set out on my long run at, at about 2 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, so it wasn't a morning run. But it was interesting. It was actually kind of interesting for me because... My first race that I had run was the Run Melbourne in 2018. Now I did not take place. I did not take part in it this year because I didn't want to push myself too much, and I don't want to get tempted to push myself too much because I didn't want to get injured. You know, originally I was going to do the half, but I, I decided against it. So it was interesting to have this run on the same day as the Run Melbourne because it really let me see where I've come in the past 12 months. So that first Run Melbourne 10K was really, really hard. It was, you know, 10K, 6.2 miles. For me, it was really, really hard. It was one of my first runs that I had actually done not on a treadmill, and it was my first race. And, it, you know, my time was average. I, I finished the 10K in about 56 minutes, you know, is. It was an average time, I suppose, for somebody who just does treadmill running. And to to today, well, to that day, that Sunday, that long run the other day, it really was an incredible feeling to see just how far I've come because the distance that I ran in the run, run Melbourne in 2018, 10K, and my average pace was over 9 minutes per mile. It was, I guess, a 920 or 930-minute mile or something. And to have felt like I struggled that much – to to the run that I did on this past Sunday, big difference, big difference, and I will tell you why. Okay, 90 minutes, you know, spoiler alert, I went for a 90-minute run, it turned into a 90-minute run, and the greatest thing happened, I did not feel any pain at any point in the run, I felt great, it was a runner's high run, you know, I started out at three miles easy, so that's about a 5k, Uh, The three miles, I did it around a 9.45 mile pace or a six-minute kilometer. And then after that three miles, I made the decision that I was going to go for seven miles or about 11 kilometers at my goal marathon pace for October. So for those of you who don't know, my goal marathon pace at this stage is around the 3.40 mark because... You know, this, that was meant to have been my Boston qualifying run, but because of everything that's happened with the IT band, I've I've taken that right back to a 340 because I don't want to push things too hard during my recovery. So, okay, so three miles, easy, done, good. And then I started that seven mile or 11 kilometer distance and it felt great right from the get-go. And it's 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 a really interesting thing because you're running along your easy pace. So for me that was that 9:45 mile and I'm thinking to myself, this this feels kind of tough today. Like this is weird. I don't know why. I don't know how I'm going to get down to an 8:20 or an 8:30 mile pace for 7 miles. Like what am I thinking? So I got to the end of that 3 miles and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to pick it up. I'm just going to pick it up to 8:30, 8:40, something like that and see what happens. And it just all fell into place it all fell into place really really well and you know that first mile was like 840 something the next mile was 830 something The next mile was 820 something so I, I decided that that I, I should probably slow down just a little bit following mile was 830 something and then I took it back just to 830 for the next couple to finish it up so I my, I think my fastest mile was actually an eight fifteen in there or eight eighteen I think and that was the I don't know seventh mile or something like that but it just it just felt like a really great run and that 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 pace that I kept up throughout that seven miles after the three mile warm up that was my that that would have been around a three forty 340 to three forty five marathon and I felt good I felt when I was done like I could do it again so you know, I was really, really excited about that. So I'm um, I'm thinking that that's the start of something new. And I just kept telling myself that I was healed, that I was going to have a great run. And it was a runner's high. It was really awesome. So overall, it was a 10-mile run. Uh, well, 10 point, I think, something mile run and an overall pace of an 853 or an 854 mile something like that and an overall pace of a 531 kilometer so felt really great that's my update for this week it was my longest and quickest run since the injury in canberra and well since the injury that sort of took me to canberra really and you know it was the longest that i've gone to date since then without any pain so i'm really really excited and that's where i'm at today All right, so I think that that's the major update on my running. Uh, I do want to talk about Park Run for a little bit. So this past weekend, I, of course, received a milestone for volunteering at Park Run. So Park Run has volunteer milestones. So I received my 25 volunteer milestone, which means I volunteered 25 times. Now, it was an interesting thing because I do a lot of work behind the scenes for Park Run. That's most of where my work is. So I help with the Facebook posts. Uh, the Instagram page is kind of my thing. Uh, of course, you know, anybody who has access to it is is able to post. But that's that's kind of what I do. And, you know, I, I help the, the event director, Maria, every now and then with planning and ideas and stuff. But it was a really interesting thing because <laughs> Maria actually reached out to me a couple weeks ago and she said, look, you're your 25th milestone is on the 27th so you got to be there and I was like well I don't feel like I really deserve it because I haven't been at park run for a couple months and my volunteering when I look at somebody who's there to volunteer it's it's I don't know it's it seems like I just I didn't feel like I deserved it because I hadn't been there I mean I'd been doing things for park run but not actually there you know, like I look at a pacer or I look at somebody who's handing out the tokens and they're there for the park run event. I just do stuff behind the scenes and I didn't feel like I deserved it. And and she, Maria said, well, no, hang on, you, you, you do because you put hours in of your own time every other day besides park run day. And it was just, it was an interesting little conversation because it really put it into perspective and it was just an interesting topic because... You know, a lot of the times we get things that we sometimes feel like we don't deserve, and in this case for me it was that 25th milestone park run, but just because you don't feel like you deserve it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't, because there are other people who are looking in on your contributions and on your actions that are really affected by the things that you do. I mean, I guess this is an episode in and of itself, you know, trying to get what we deserve and and really feeling positive about it. And I guess it also fits into that law of attraction kind of thing. Yeah, I guess long story short, I just wanted to say thank you to to everybody who makes me feel like I deserve the things that I get. And allows me to be part of their journey. Even though that I'm behind the scenes a lot of the times, it's nice to know that what I'm doing is helping. So so that's that's... That's, okay, now I'm really done with my update. So I think that that's going to be another episode in of itself, getting what we deserve in a, in a good way. <laughs> All right, so moving into today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about overtraining and how to get rid of it. Now, the reason that I want to talk about this is because there's a lot of, at the moment, especially here in Wyndham Vale, there's a lot of injury going around, and I think it's, I it, look. It's not injury doesn't always happen because of overtraining, but I think that there is something to say about the mentality of an athlete. They want to keep pushing that boundary. They want to keep going, and that can lead to overtraining. That can lead to injury. Of course, I'm not saying that anybody who's injured in Windham Bell at the moment has been overtraining, but. There is something to be said when we have that injury and we do push it a little bit too much. And I'm so guilty. Like you you guys who have been listening to the – and gals who have been listening to the podcast know that, you know, obviously this injury has been a big part of my life for the past six, seven months. And I constantly push it a little bit probably too far because that's just the kind of personality I have. So I want to talk a little bit about some symptoms of overtraining that you can start to recognize before the bad things happen. So firstly, what is overtraining? So the short, sweet definition of overtraining coming from the American Council on Exercise is the constant, intense training that does not provide adequate time for recovery. Let me say that again. The constant, intense training that does not provide adequate time for recovery Recovery, recovery, recovery—really, really important thing. So, how do you know if you're overtraining? Well, there's a couple of things that, that will come up in your in your daily life and your training montages that will, well, that should sort of send you a little bit of a red flag. Couple things. So, I'll, I'll go through a list, and then we'll talk about how to how to avoid it and how to fix it. So, first, the first thing that you're wanting to look for in terms of overtraining is decreased performance. This is pretty self-explanatory. When you feel like you're in a stage that you're a little bit slower than usual or you're out of breath more than normal or you can't keep up with your normal intensity or volume or you're experiencing a loss in strength, that's that's signs that you're overtraining. I mean, like I said in the beginning of this podcast today, sometimes that happens every now and then and it's okay. But if it's something that's happening a little bit on a consistent basis, then you have to then you have to really sort of slow down and take a look at your performance levels. The second thing you want to look for, and this kind of goes hand in hand with decreased performance, is an increased perceived effort during your workouts. So that basically means are you running a pace that normally you can keep quite easily? But on this particular run, you're feeling like it's much harder than it should be. So say, for example, your your easy pace is a 10-minute mile. And you can normally run run that for, for like ever and not have any problems. You can keep it up forever. And then you get and, – and your heart rate is what? Maybe one 140 beats per minute maybe we'll say. If you're overtraining that same run, your heart rate might jump to 150, 160. You'll find – that your heart rate takes a lot longer to return to a normal rate and you'll find that that 10-minute pace is just really challenging, much, much more challenging than it normally would be. So that's that's the increased perceived effort during your workouts. Third thing you want to look for is excessive fatigue. You know, fatigue is normal. It's expected sometimes, especially after a long run or a hard workout you know, after leg day or after a long run, you're going to have those heavy legs. If you're overtraining, that fatigue will accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, and you won't be able to bounce back from it. So you'll feel down and tired and just heavy all the time. You'll you'll feel a little bit like you're hitting a wall a lot of the time where normally you wouldn't. That's where you want to look at your training And even your fueling as well. Because overtraining doesn't happen just because you're training too hard. It could also lead... uh, You could also get to overtraining because you're not fueling correctly. You're not eating enough. Or you're not eating the right kinds of foods. The fourth thing to look out for is agitation and moodiness. So if you're a little bit more... Feeling a little bit more stressed and edgy lately and and you're having dare i say mood swings or unusual irritability that can be signs of overtraining. So if you're if you're feeling like every little thing's going to set you off, could be overtraining. You also want to look at for number 5, insomnia or restless sleep. That's pretty self-explanatory. If you're not sleeping at night, it's it's a sign that your your body is just in an overproduction of stress hormones because it's it's working too hard and it's not allowing you to relax. The sixth thing is a loss in appetite. So if you're feeling like you're not hungry or you don't want to eat, that, that that could be a problem because you would think that more training or harder training will stimulate your appetite, but if if your body's too exhausted, you won't it, it will actually if if your body's too exhausted, it will actually lead to appetite suppression basically. Number 7, chronic or nagging injuries. So this is what this is what sparked the the whole overtraining topic. Basically, if you're getting injured all the time or if injuries aren't being allowed to recover, like if you're just running with that same injury over and over and over again, that that's a problem. You could be overtraining. For me, that's that's, you know, I'll say it right now, that's probably why it took me so long to get rid of this ITB injury because I didn't give it the necessary time I needed. To recover and it took longer than it needed to so if I had just stopped and you know I did stop running for a couple weeks but I was still you know let's be honest I was still doing stuff I was still on the bike I was still trying to work up a sweat you know I was still working out so my body was just not repairing itself so those injuries and the reason that we get injured and stay injured is is because of overtraining and there are different levels of overtraining overtraining doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be run down all the time. But if you're at a beginning stage of overtraining, especially with an injury, at the very least, that injury is going to take that much longer to go away. And the eighth and final thing that I want to talk about in terms of overtraining is the psychological stress and or depression. This is this is actually a really scary thing. And it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the mood swings and the irritability. But when your stress hormones are working in such a way in your body, it can really, really affect the positivity that you have or cause it really to, to go away. Psychological stress and depression is a really tough one to get rid of because these cause you to start questioning a lot more than just your training. They start you on a path toward questioning your worth, questioning your choices questioning everything about your life so you don't want to get there you don't want to get to that psychological stress or depression place because it's it's not an easy place to get to get back from something like that is something that will stick with you or can stick with you forever overtraining i mean that's an easy fix it's a really easy fix it's just stop training so much and too hard know your boundaries know your limits Aim to get through your limits, yes, but do it in a way that's going to be safe for you physically and mentally. If, if you want to run a sub-three-hour marathon, you don't have to run that pace every run. If you want to go out and run an ultra-marathon or a 100-mile race, you don't have to run 80, 90, and 100 miles every training session. You don't have to run two, 300-mile weeks. Give yourself the time to recover because that's how you're going to be able to get through your limits without overtraining and overdoing it. So there's some easy ways that you can you can avoid overtraining, and the, these are the things that I do. These are the things that I would recommend that you do. The first thing you want to use a training log, so track your workouts. Use you know use some kind of a plan. Use some kind of a heart rate monitor. And, and figure out how your workouts are going. That's going to help you sort of determine your workout stages, and you're going to be able to really look at that and figure out, oh, well, here's my heart rate. That's much too high, and it's, it's that high every workout. I, I should bring things back. And that's, that's, a, that's an invaluable piece of information because if you can get on top of it, you're going to be much less likely to overtrain. Speaking of heart rate, a great way to do a self-diagnosis on yourself for overtraining is to use something called the orthostatic heart rate test. What this does is it'll it'll basically give you a better idea of what your resting heart rate is. And if that's jumping, you know that there's maybe something going on. So how you want to do this. So first, you want to lay down and rest comfortably for 10 minutes the same time each day. Morning's best. At the end of the 10 minutes... Record your heart rate in beats per minute, then stand up. After 15 seconds, take a second heart rate in beats per minute. After 90 seconds, take a third heart rate in beats per minute. And then after 120 seconds, take a fourth heart rate in beats per minute. Well-rested athletes and individuals will show a consistent heart rate between measurements. But if you find that you have an increase of 10 beats per minute or more in the 120-second post-standing measurement, then you might be on the verge of overtraining. So it's a really simple way to sort of look at your own heart rate to see what's going on and definitely something that you should take a record of if you feel like you might be overtraining. You also want to track things like illness, injury, female cycles, that sort of thing, because these are all going to be factors in terms of how you recover or don't recover from from your exercise. And That leads into the next thing that you want to do is you want to respect your recovery time. Recover. You know, if if you're meant to have a rest day, have a rest day. If you're meant to have an easy run, have an easy run. Those are there for a reason. The elite athletes, runners, fitness gurus, all of them, they have recovery as a full-time job. You know, especially elite runners. I mean, most of their day is recovery. They take like two naps a day. They have massages. You know, they're always looking at their nutrition. Their running is such a small part of what they do. And I know that we all can't have two naps a day. But, you know, most of us aren't running the miles that elite runners are running either. But that doesn't mean that our bodies don't need that recovery. So figure out what your recovery schedule is and stick to it. You know, get the eight hours of sleep or as close to it as as possible. If you can sneak in a nap, sneak in a nap. You know, put your feet up. Literally, put your feet up uh, to a level that they're over your heart and that will help you drain the old blood out of your legs and make room for the new and eat right. Eat the, eat the nutrition that's going to do your body well. I mean, have have fun sometimes. I'm not saying you can't ever not eat health, uh, unhealthily, but try for the most part to get those anti-inflammatory foods. Get the protein in. Get the, the, the good carbohydrates into your body. and and really respect the time that you're not training because that's when the magic happens. Your body doesn't change in the gym. Your body doesn't change on the run. Your body changes when it's recovering. Muscles don't grow in the gym. I've said this before, muscles grow when they're repairing because they repair bigger and stronger. So make sure that you're recovering, right? You're not gonna improve on the road or on the gym. You're gonna improve afterward. And then the third thing that you can do to sort of avoid overtraining is be easy on yourself. Just go easy on yourself, right? Like it's not going to be the end of the world if you're sick and you miss a run or you miss a workout or you don't hit the pace that you want it to hit. You know, one workout is not going to define you. One missed workout is not going to define you. It's that old sort of saying, you know, great bodies are not made right away. Well, they're not destroyed right away either. I mean... Look, you're not going to get into the shape that you want by eating one salad a day and, and eating crappy the rest of the day. And on the same token, you're not going to get out of shape if you have one piece of cake every now and then, right? It's gonna, You're not going to lose your fitness in a day. Just because you don't hit your 5K PB one day doesn't mean that you're never going to hit it again or doesn't mean that you're you're failing. It doesn't mean that you're getting worse. It just means that you've had an off day. That's all. So go easy on yourself. Be okay with numbers that aren't what you expect them to be. And just make sure that you stay positive. I know it's easier said than done, but we can do it. You know We have the power to stay positive. And then the final part of this episode is a bit of treatment in terms of what to do if you are feeling like you are overtrained. First, if you're feeling overtrained, rest and recover. Simple as that. Stop the exercise. Allow yourself a few days, even a few weeks of rest, depending on how overtrained you're feeling. Make sure you hydrate. Drink plenty of water. Sports drinks are good, but stick with the sugar-free ones. Stick with electrolyte drinks, but make sure that those drinks all have a, a basis of water. Get a massage. You know, have have a little bit of R and R time. It can be it can be a sports massage, it can be a it can be a relaxation massage. But get a massage and then take a look at your cross training. This will often help you to grow stronger. So a lot of the times, especially in running, when we overtrain, it's because we're not strengthening the other muscles surrounding the running muscles. So take a look at your cross training. It's very rare that you'll have to add training if you're overtraining, but just just take a look if you're getting injured constantly it might have something to do with weaker muscles so look at your cross training so rest and recover hydrate get a sports massage and begin your cross training program so they have some information about overtraining it's a very very dangerous thing it's a very scary thing but if you stay on top of it you can you can beat it you can absolutely beat it so before I wrap up today, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to my sponsors for the podcast. So of course, we firstly have Generation you Can. Generation you Can is a sports nutrition company that utilizes a patented super starch to help you start to burn fat and use that for energy on your long workouts and your long runs. They are an amazing brand. They have some amazing products. I personally use their protein-enriched powder and their Generation You Can snack bars. The chocolate peanut butter are my favorite. So you can head on over to generationyoucan.com.au to get some more information and to check out their products. And if you are inclined to get some of their products, which I, of course, recommend the starter pack which has a little bit of everything you can use the coupon code breaking the barrier on checkout that's one word breaking the barrier to get 15 percent off your first order that's generation and use the coupon code breaking the barrier i also want to give a thanks to audible so audible of course is the internet's largest resource for ebooks you can download these books for your iphone android mp3 player kindle and you can enjoy these books on your long runs on days that you're just having the day off and you want to read a book, but not actually read a book, but you want to listen to a book. <laughs> so you can visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier, where you can sign up for a free trial and get a free ebook. Now that free ebook is yours to keep whether or not you decide to continue on with the trial. And there are over 180,000 titles to choose from. So that's audibletrial.com. Forward slash breaking the barrier. I also want to remind you that if you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you get on iTunes, subscribe, leave a review, send me a message telling me that you're enjoying the podcast. What's 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 something that you're taking away from it? What's you know how is it helping you? I'd I'd love to hear about it. Make sure you get onto that Facebook community group. Check out the social media sites as well at Breaking the Barrier Podcast for both Facebook and Instagram. So look, thank you so much for listening today. I really hope that you can all stay on top of your training to make sure that you're not overdoing it. So make sure that you just look out for those symptoms. Look out for the things that are making you feel negative. Take a look at your mental game. Take a look at what's happening to your body physically. Are you constantly drained? Are you constantly moody and irritable? Are you constantly sad? Are you just feeling like you're not doing well enough? These are all signs of overtraining and make sure that you stay on top of it because if you can stay on top of it and you can beat it, you'll be able to make the improvements that you want to make. Overtraining doesn't have to stop you forever. So I hope to see you out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills, bettering yourselves and improving your lives. So that's going to conclude today's episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.